Would you rather talk about your sex life or money life? Surprisingly, most people would rather not talk about money, how to save it or invest it. This podcast is about helping you simplify your money life. Delivered by Dr. Henry Joseph Speck, a psychologist by training, Henry is a seasoned investor with over 40 years of successful investing in real estate, stocks and other alternate forms of income generation. Tune in to the twice-monthly podcasts to get his thoughts and tips on how to reach financial freedom. How to achieve the life you deserve. Now, here's Dr. Speck. Please remember this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult with your financial advisor or investment specialist before you make any changes to your investment policy or stocks or bonds or real estate you may own. I am not an investment advisor. I am simply talking about what I'm doing and our investments for your entertainment purposes. Welcome to Shrink Money Advice. It's been an interesting couple of weeks. An experience I had on a personal level leads me to think about healthcare investing. And let's talk a little bit about, I'll tell you a little bit about the story and then we'll talk about a couple of companies that I talk about in my book. They've been around for a long time. So not that long ago, I was out uh, trying a new way to fish with uh, some lures. Normally I fly fish, but this was lures. And so I threw it out there and it got caught on something on the bottom. So I started yanking and yanking and I really didn't want to lose the lure. So suddenly when I was using my maximum force, this rocket launched lure comes flying toward my head and I turned my head just in time and it the treble hook embeds in the back of my head so it's it's in there um, at first I thought it just got caught in my hair but uh, as the blood started happening I realized no <clears throat> I really did get nailed so we tried to pull it out but the barb was stuck inside I guess you would say the meat of my head so I've had this happen before and <sighs> the only solution often is to get a doctor to you know quickly yank it out so uh, we drive to the local ER and over the course of the next probably 12 hours as we sit and wait to be uh, sort of treated I watch as a litany of patients come walking through the door with a variety of ailments a number of them a small number were clearly um, seeking pain medication for addiction there were some mental health issues um, some people who needed help for mental health issues. There was a person brought in by ambulance, which obviously when you're in the ER and you see that, you obviously accept the fact they're a priority over you and they should be seen right away. Well, it turns out this person, one in particular I'm thinking, was brought in by ambulance, not because of an emergency, but because two days prior he had been injured at work, <clears throat> felt something in his back, and... Um, when he got to the ER, they asked him to get up and walk out of the wheelchair, and he did, and sat down, and um, he was w wanting to get his workers' comp forms filled out. So he had tied up a not only a, an ambulance, but he had tied up an emergency room for this request. Another person came in walking with the same kind of issue. She had, she had been injured at work and wanted forms filled out. Um, saw a number of people come in who had sore shoulders or maybe an ankle but nothing that you would call 
you know, blood, flood, or fire, or something that had to be seen immediately. And I certainly understood that I could have sat there for days with the hook, hang, uh, the lure hanging off my head. It wouldn't have, it wouldn't have probably impacted my health. But I, I watched as, as children were brought in by their parents. Parents were very concerned about their children for a variety of reasons, but were quickly dispatched away from the ER, uh, suggesting that they give their child Tylenol or some other over-the-counter medication. And, and you know, I'm, I'm kind of of the opinion that those children should be put ahead of myself at that time and be seen in the ER by a physician because you really don't know when a two-year-old is upset because of pain what it is. And I think that's, that's one of the reasons we have an emergency department is to help with children and people who can't communicate perhaps what the problem will be. But no, they were dispatched rather quickly by a nurse who seemed to me to be playing a bit like a doctor and, you know, lecturing people on the need to take over-the-counter medications. So when all this happened, I think I got there at 5.30 in the um, afternoon, and by, I think it was 3.30 a.m. the next day, I went to see the doctor who took one look and said, I know exactly what we have to do, snip, snip. Two minutes later, I was on my way home. Um, he froze it, they gave me a tetanus shot, and I was out the door. Hadn't had a tetanus shot in a very long time, so I would have had to go somewhere anyway to get that, but, you know, probably if not for that, I could have gone the next day and got that done. Driving home, thinking about the companies I've invested in who, who have private health care, they're Canadian companies who do private health care, who could have probably solved 99% of the issues um, there, including the hook in the back of my head, without having to tax the public system. There is a company that I've talked a great deal about and I've invested in for a long time called Relic Healthcare. They provide at-home monitoring of vitals for people with chronic conditions. And a number of the people I watched come in to the ER that night had chronic conditions because they were well-known by the staff there and had been in a number of times. Um, and so this company really monitors, Relic does, monitors vitals for people who have you know, diagnosed conditions being monitored by a physician or a physician team. Mainly, I would say 99%, I stand corrected, their work is in the United States where there's a vested interest in hospitals getting high quality care to people um, least in the least intrusive method, uh, in this case with Relic Healthcare from their homes. Canadian company based in Hamilton, hardly any of their services are available in Canada. The second company, Medical Facilities, is a Canadian company that operates day surgical clinics throughout the United States. So if you want or need a hip or shoulder or other surgeries, and they're also moving into neurology and other conditions for assessment of concussions and so on, they are able to treat you on the spot. They accept insurances um, or private pay, and they are only in the United States, even though they're a Canadian company. So as I sat there, I thought to myself, well, if you took out the people in the ER, if they had alternatives to go to, how many people would be left in the ER? And the answer is very few. There may have been five people for that shift who needed to go to the ER, but the majority of people would have gone somewhere else. Because they, because they would have been treated quick. The other thing I found fascinating was a number of people, when they found out the weight in the ER, said, 
got up and just said, I'm not waiting. I'll just see my doctor on Monday. <laughs> I thought, well, if this is a Saturday night, why would you come to the ER unless you had to anyway? If you had an, if it was an emergency, you're not experienced. Now, we, obviously, if you're not sure, if you have chest pains, whatever. I'm not trying to be a physician here. I'm just saying that use your, use your common sense. But it seemed that a lot of people thought it was sort of the place to go to. And that's even the person who was homeless who, who came because the staff are very compassionate and would give him food, assistance um, in the ER, uh, medication for his uh what he reported to be a shoulder injury and then he indicated he needed food because he was diabetic and when I left he had been there for the entire time period wasn't going anywhere still getting food and drink from the staff at the ER which is very compassionate but you would think there would be a social work homeless shelter expert who could help with this on the spot and really provide a solution and there was another case that was extremely concerning to me was a woman came in and she was really screaming for pain medication and the first thing the staff did is made her do a urine analysis and you know without even doing any look-see as to you know she having appendicitis which I thought geez you know I've had that and had to have surgery so I thought geez you better check her out because she well sure enough she they wouldn't give her any more medication they said it would be four hours before they could give her any medication so she left writhing in pain but she was also pregnant and I thought well where will she go to try to get relief if she can't get it there and what will that next four hours be like for that soon-to-be-born baby so without thinking of the long-term implications of that behavior um, there's a very short-term policy decision that you've had med for you know you had meds you can't have them for another four hours instead of having a social worker a place for her to go to get assistance and all those kinds of things um, she was just told to go away and come back in four hours. So not only are we causing problems by not accessing other services, we're not being smart with regard to long-term investments. So when I look at Relic Healthcare and uh, medical facilities, do I think they're ever going to be coming to Canada? And no, they're Canadian companies, but their services will probably be never utilized in this country to help people. So the question is, because this is, you know, shrink my advice, what does that mean? Well, I'm going to up my, I'm going to do a small investment in medical facilities again. I was in and out and so on, and I've talked about it on other podcasts, and I maintain an investment in Relic Healthcare and will continue to do so, even though it is risky. They're all risky. Um, but I do think that this trend of, of helping, um, you know, prior to or during, um, you know, a crisis in helping hospitals manage their health care, particularly with the fewer and fewer uh, professionals um, being able to be available to do so, whether it be physicians or alternative health care. I also didn't understand why in the ER there was not a spot for a person to go and get immediate uh, triaged health care. Uh, sorry, not triaged, but uh, virtual health care uh, by connecting to a physician with another service. Now, in the past, I, th I believe I've talked about Get Maple, and there are a number of um, healthcare um, providers that do this service of physicians who are always on call. Now, I believe Maple charges anywhere from $59 to $89 a visit, 
and that physician can then prescribe medication to go to a local uh, pharmacy. But uh, with the cost of an ER visit, I believe approaching $250 in Canada, if we can provide a $59 or $89 solution through Get Maple or other services, certainly you would tender that out. It would seem to me you can create a great deal of resources availability if you can allocate those resources to other services. The other final thought is while the doctor was working on me, I couldn't help but notice the chair he was sitting in was duct taped together. Now, I didn't ask him about it because, I mean, you know, he didn't have time and it's none of my business. Maybe it was just his favorite chair from college or grad school or something, but I don't think so because the the room that they were working on me for those few minutes was not the cleanest, nicest, upgraded facility. So I had to ask myself while he was, you know, doing his thing on me, I wonder what the CEO's chair looks like upstairs or wherever that CEO hangs out. I wonder if uh, that furniture is duct taped together. And I wonder, you know, this physician who's in there at 3 o'clock in the morning, you know, pulling a hook out of my head, is he being paid extra, a lot extra, for missing that night and the next day with his family because he's in there doing an ER shift? And if the CEO is making four or $500,000 a year, why isn't the ER physician making four or $500,000 a year? The other final thought I know will never happen is um, is a minor copay for Canadians. If you ask Canadians to pay $2 or $5 per visit, whether it be doctor or ER visit, that would generate some revenue to pay healthcare providers more money, but also make people think about the value. I mean, I'm not suggesting the $250, but I'm certainly suggesting some minor incidental payment just to help them understand um, costs. So it's not free. Someone's paying for this. You are as taxpayers and healthcare providers. And I think there's there has to be a restructuring. It'll never happen until the system totally implodes. But it is an idea that I think is used successfully. We use it in our practice when we did pro bono. We found that providing a small copay of $2 at that time for a free session for people who could not afford to pay for mental health services was helpful in making sure they showed up on time and still maintained the credibility of the service. So I'll just summarize because I know this is a, um, a different topic, but just to say I'm, I'm long uh, medical facilities and I'm long uh, Relic Health. Uh, love the companies. Uh, regardless of their prospects in Canada, I do believe they will be extremely valuable as we move forward in an expansion of this healthcare crisis. So I'm Hank for Shrink Money Advice. You have an amazing week. Remember, you can go over to wildflowerbeefarm.com. Have a look at our 24-7 our cam on our beehive. You're going to learn all kinds of things. And it's very relaxing. I look at it, I watch it quite a bit every day just to sort of relax myself. So you have an amazing day. Talk soon.